Turn in your Bibles with me to Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. I'm only going to read one verse today. Then I'm going to touch on a few things, and I've got one more uh, thing that's a little different that I want to do today uh, that I think will be pretty awesome. And I think it's uh, what the Lord had laid on my heart to do today and confirmed it through some others that I spoke with. Hebrews chapter 5. We went through verses 1 through 4 last week. And, uh, oh, sorry, I brought your Bible up here, didn't I? We went uh, verses 1 through 4 of chapter 5 last week, and uh, we talked a lot about um, this section in the priesthood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today I want to hone in on one part of the Scripture here, and in doing so, highlight uh, this idea of motherhood and uh, the necessity of a wonderful, God-fearing, obedient, blessed mother, Okay? Hebrews chapter 5 says this, please stand to your feet for the reading and hearing of God's word. Hebrews 5, 5 says, so also Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest, he didn't put himself there, but was appointed by him who said to him, you are my son, today I have begotten you. You may be seated. May God bless the reading and the hearing of his word. And so in the midst of this uh, rundown and breakdown of what a true high priest is displayed uh, fully in the Lord Jesus Christ, he brings out this point about Jesus Christ as high priest that is different and distinct from every other high priest that's ever come, okay? Now the high priest is that mediator between God and man that had been given by God as an office in the Old Testament that would stand in for mankind. There was one day a year where they would come uh, to make the sacrifice, the day of atonement, and they would come and they would uh, take and slaughter a lamb and they would uh, go into the Holy of Holies. They would throw the blood all over the Ark of the Covenant. And this was to demonstrate that there had to be death in order to atone for and to cover over the sins of the nation of Israel, the sins of men, okay? This high priest was appointed by God through the Levitical line. Through, it's called the Aaronic priesthood, okay, from, the tribe of, or, or from Aaron, okay, who was the high priest. And those who came from him would be high priests. They would be appointed as high priests from the, from the Levitical tribe. Well... All of those were appointed as sinful men. Now, they were to uh, cleanse themselves. They were to go through these ritualistic cleansings that they might be properly able to come before the Lord for on behalf of sinful men in the nation of Israel and that they would offer sacrifices to uh, atone for or at least foreshadow the atoning of sin so that they would atone for the sins of men. There were certain requirements for them to be able to do that. Not just anyone could go in to the holy place or to the holy of holies for sure, but you had to be appointed by God. You had to be appointed. And all of these were appointed by the law per the conditions, rules, and regulations of who was to be appointed. Well, Jesus Christ stands outside of that and supersedes that by being appointed as a son. Not appointed according to the law, but, but appointed according to his sonship. Meaning that Jesus Christ had a special relationship with the Father, the one who 
who he was sacrificing to, that he might come in a different way than the other high priest came. Now, here's another point that is to be taken from this, is that Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, and not just appointed in a political position or according to law, but that he came in sonship, he offered up the sacrifices in a different way too. He offered up the sacrifices from his purity and his righteousness, his holiness, meaning that all the other priests came as sinful men, sinful men in their own sins. And their sacrifice had to be sacrificed first for their sins and then on behalf of the sins of the others. And so the sacrifices were, were impure. We also know that the sacrifices they made were not able to take away the sins of the world. They could not cleanse the conscience. They could only cleanse outwardly as demonstrations of what would later be done by the Lord Jesus Christ. Several reasons for that. Just a couple I'll point out is this. They were, he were, the high priests were sacrificing goats, uh, bulls and goats. They, they were not sacrificing like for like. You remember back in Hebrews, the earlier parts of Hebrews, we talked about Jesus Christ had to become a man. He had to be a human being because only a human sacrifice can atone for the sins of other humans, okay? So why then were they sacrificing goats and, and animals? It was as a demonstration. It all pointed to what Jesus would do. Now, these were just copies of the heavenly thing. Jesus was the one who came down out of heaven to be the real thing. And we know from John chapter 1 that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We also know that the Word became flesh and tabernacled or dwelt among us. And Jesus, who took on God, the second member of the Trinity, the Son of God, took on humanity like he put a human suit on, right? He tabernacled in skins among us in order that he might rightly be able to take the sins of humans, men, upon himself, be sacrificed in all of his righteousness to rightly pay for the sins of men. All of those who would call upon his name would have his righteousness go to them because their sin had gone to Jesus, okay? And he had paid the debt, all right? What I want to focus in on today is this part where it says, you are my son, today I have begotten you. Now, when we look up the word begotten, and when we, when we think about this idea of begotten, and we've already talked about this and touched on this, we need to try to figure out what does it mean to be begotten? You know, John 3, 16 has that word in it as well in some translations, and so we ask the question, well, was Jesus created? Was he, you know, we, were, we weren't here, right? We didn't exist, uh, maybe in the mind of God, but we didn't, we weren't here until we were born. We were created. He formed us in our mother's womb, right? And we were born, and we were. Jesus has always been. He told us that in John chapter 8. He said, even before Abraham was, I am. But also, Jesus is begotten. And this word is related to coming into existence. It can be. Uh, it has to do with being born. It has to, 
uh, it has to do with being made known. It can be that way too. And so what I want to point out today is that Jesus Christ, who has always existed, had to be born. Because why? Because all humans are born. This is the way that Jesus Christ, the second member of the Trinity, who has always existed, Yahweh, the great I Am, became a human being. Is that he was born through a woman. Now, as we know, our brother Keith just had a debate with Dr. Lawrence, and they debated some of these things and uh, the inherited nature of sin and the sin nature and that nature descending through, coming through the line of Adam, Adam being the, the first man created and the federal head of humanity and humankind. And through Adam is inherited, it runs downstream, is inherited sin. We inherit the sin nature of our father Adam. But when we're born again, we get the nature of our new father, Father God. That is a spiritual nature. We're born again into a new family. This tells us exactly why it was necessary for Jesus to be born of a virgin not having a human father. Okay? Now, I can't spend a ton of time here because we don't have a lot of time. And plus, I've got this one other thing that I want to do. But let's suffice it to say that if Jesus Christ would have had a human father, then even before Jesus would have sinned, if he theoretically could have sinned or would have sinned, he would already be sinful in that he, had a, he would have had a sin nature that would have been inherited from a human father. Does that make sense to everyone so far? Well, God knowing this, brings about the begottenness, if that's a word, the birth, right? The humanity that was Christ through a virgin birth. And he does that through the word of God. Now, we know that the word in the Bible is the seed of the living God, right? We know that through many parables, the seed that is sown on the, on the pathway, some fell in rocky soil, and so on and so forth. The Word of God is the seed, and when the Word goes forth, uh, organization, uh, shalom, uh, these, life comes forth, okay? Well, God the Father goes to Mary, and He implants the seed into Mary. He tells her, you will have a child. You will be found with child. Talks to her about who he will be. Talks to her about the name. Talks to her about all these things. The word goes into Mary, and she is impregnated by the power of the Holy Spirit. And this literally happened. So much so that Joseph, Mary's soon-to-be husband, is like, hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, and he's going to divorce her quietly. But then God, well, the angel, God sends an angel, and he comes to Joseph. And he says, listen, Joseph, don't worry about it. She's telling the truth. She's never had sex before. That child is from me, and I'm the one doing this. Don't be afraid to take her as your wife. Anybody know the Greek word for word? The word, the seed. Seed, I'm sorry. Logos is word. Seed, the, wor the word is the seed, and that word for seed is sperma. God, the Father, through the power of the Holy Spirit, creates a child in Mary's womb, through the seed or the sperma of the word. Now, it's not to say that God came and had sex with a woman, right? She never, she never got down with God the Father like that. He sent the Holy Spirit to impregnate her 
with a child that would be perfect without human father, that he would not have a sin nature. Now, there's tons that we could go through on this. I believe that God has created or, and organized humanity in such a way that the man is to be the provider, the protector, the engineer type, the leader, right? And he's given him abilities to do that. That's not to say that women can't be engineers or leaders or anything like that. But generally speaking, God has created man with a role and his brain works in a certain way. And he's created women with a role and her brain works in, in certain ways. And we're just different. Can I get an amen? That's why none of you men can understand these women, <laughs> Because God did something weird in them, you know. And that's why you ladies think he's just a babbling idiot sometimes. Because like, what are you talking about? So God made us different, but he made us complimentary that we could fill up each other's empty spots. And that's what we do, right? Well, Jesus Christ was brought into the world through a woman, a virgin, right? And most accounts uh, uh, agree that she was a teenager, a young girl that was to be highly favored. That God brought Jesus to Mary. She had this child. She was a young virgin. And he came into this world through Mary. And here he is. He's born. Now, the mother is a nurturer. She's an encourager. The, the love that a mother has for a child is unmatched, uh, that is undeniable, that she loves. She will lay down her life. She can be ferocious, and we saw that at the baseball field. I won't go into that story. I thought I was going to throw down just a few times, right? Uh, but I thought maybe I wouldn't have to because Mama Bear might just whoop your tail, right? I ain't going to need to. Mothers are so loving and caring, nurturing. And I could run the implications of that out, but just, just think about it, and you can allow the Lord and the Spirit to move in your heart that Jesus Christ came into this world through a woman with no earthly father. And God the Father knew what he was doing. That's how essential a mother is, right? And I, I talked to the elders at the church. We had a meeting this morning. I said, you know, our church is really big on men's ministry. And we've got a powerful men's ministry. And we really believe that if you can meet, reach the men, you can reach the world. And sometimes we can be so driven towards men's ministry because we know how important that is, is that it can seem to leave women's ministry and mothers and and ladies kind of in the shadow over here and I, so I told him I said we don't ever want to do that because we want to highlight just how essential a mother's relationship is how essential the ladies are I mean come on none of us would be here if it weren't for you you know so we we want to highlight and I want to point out today just how essential the father has, has pointed that out to be he brought Jesus into the world through a beautiful young uh, one who in not sinless but blessed and highly favored from God she loved the Lord she believed the Lord I mean you got to be pretty trusting for the Lord to show up and be like hey uh hey boo I'm gonna get you pregnant tonight and she's like okay <laughs> I'm just saying you got to trust God right Mary trusted God, and God did an amazing thing through this young girl, right? How strong would she have to be? You ladies are phenomenally strong. I want to point out just a few things. Jesus Christ was born of a virgin by necessity. He could not have had an earthly father, okay? 
point blank period if he would have he would have had a sin nature he would have had the same problem that we have he would have needed a savior and wouldn't have been able to be a savior number two jesus christ was born from the seed of the word by necessity it had to be the sperm of the word of god going into mary by the power of the holy spirit creating that that child that would be the savior of the world and how wonderful of a demonstration because it is the word of god that goes inside of you that creates and births you as a new creature a spiritual creature with a new nature having slayed the old nature by the power of the cross third third two truths of bringing forth the promised seed of god now this is for you ladies and for you men out there about bringing up children to be men and women of God, okay? We can learn from this uh, by looking at what did God the Father, what, what did he put in place in order to bring forth Jesus the Christ in the way that he should have brought forth. Now, we know that the Word of God is consistent. It runs through. It is applicable to every situation. So if the Word of God says, bring up a child in the way that they should go, and when they're older, they won't depart from it, do you think that would have applied to Mary and Joseph as well? Absolutely. So we can look to Mary and Joseph to get a lot of cues from, I believe, in how we are to do what we do. Well, let's look at this. In order to bring these up, then you want... First and foremost, primarily, every human being has to be born again, born of God. Jesus Christ was the only one who didn't need to be born, of, born again, because why? Because he was born of God the first time. You see why it was by necessity? He wasn't born by sinful man's seed. He was born by the pure seed of the word, the word of God. Jesus Christ came into the world born of God already. He didn't need to be born again, right? Which is what Brother Lawrence seemed to be advocating over here, which is very problematic because if you come into this world born of God, then why do you need to be saved? He said you didn't. Okay, well then we need to get this over with in a hurry before I lose that salvation or righteousness and go into unrighteousness that's just weird jesus christ was the only one born of god from the womb we all have to be like jesus born again well born of god but we need to be born again because we have a sin nature same promised seed comes in gives us new birth now if you have a child that you don't know you don't know whether they're born again or not what do you do you talk to them about Jesus, you love them, you pour the gospel in, you proclaim the gospel over them, you pray over them, you, you ask the Holy Spirit to come, and you ask God, take this child, bring them into a relationship because they must be born of God. Secondly, I want you to think about Joseph. Joseph was one that did not have to but stepped in as an adoptive father. Fathers, you need to be... Uh, obedient to God even when it's it's an amazing outlandish call upon your life you need to obey mothers you must have a submissive and blessed mother you must have a if you want to have a child that is of the Lord dedicated to the Lord then mothers you must submit to God you must have God filling you full of the Holy Spirit. You must listen to Him. Be sensitive to His call. Be obedient to Him. 
and to come into his presence, understanding. See, in our world, motherhood gets the backhand all the time. And it's the career that takes primary. I'm not against a woman having a career. My wife has a wonderful career. But if your motherhood has to take a back seat to the career, we have to evaluate those things. Motherhood is a blessing. And we know that because God called Mary the mother of Christ, honored and blessed. And what's the child's response? This is the last thing. And then I've got just a few minutes of something else. What's the child's response? The child's response to those conditions when he has a submissive father and one that follows after Christ and loves Christ and loves God and is dedicated and obedient to God and receives God's word and does what God says even when it's odd. When he has a, a, a mother, when she has a mother who is submissive to God and loves God and is pure and is blessed by God, then they come into this place where they honor their father and mother, which is the command, the first command with a promise that it might go well with you, correct? I want you to think about this. How many of you mothers, the most blessed thing that could possibly, you could possibly even imagine from your son or from your child, that they would stick by your side all the way to the end. That they would do any, that they would never leave you. You see, we are to be little Christ, and when you bring your child up to be a little Christ, Christ never leaves us nor forsakes us, but how often now in our culture, we just put them all you know we just we just put them out of our mind we don't want to go now i'm not saying that there's never a time when you may need a care facility because you're just not equipped to do that and so you do what's necessary that they're taken care of but you visit and you do that and you take care of that i, I understand that that's sometimes that's necessary i'm talking about how often now is it an inconvenience to the degree that we just forget about that we just hey i can't even think about that the blessing is that, the, that your child, to the, to the day that it's over on this side, would be there fighting for you, loving you, committed to you. Check out this text in John chapter 19. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and divided them into four parts, one part for each soldier. And he goes on, I'm going to read the whole thing. This was the field of scripture which says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. So the soldiers did these things. Jesus is on the cross. He's on the cross this is how absolutely beautiful and uh, valuable mothers are. Now watch this. I don't know if you've ever seen this before. Watch this. Jesus is literally hanging on the cross. Blood and whatever else is running everywhere. Excruciating pain. Levels that you could not understand. He's about to be ripped from the presence of God momentarily. My God, my God, wife, you're forsaking me. This is what he says. But standing by the cross of Jesus where his mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene, when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home. Jesus Christ, hanging upon the cross, one of his last thoughts were, Somebody better take care of my mama. Somebody better take care of my mama. Jesus, the son of the living God, the Messiah, the savior of the world, in his last moments is, is concerned with who's going to take care of this woman right here. Till the day he took his final breath on this earth, he said, I got you. Now, a funny story, and then I'm opening it up, and I know I'm every day. 
my mama will remember this. Now, I've always been a mama's boy. I am a mama's boy. I am right now, right? And I had one, one time a while back now, I had a hernia surgery. And that's the first surgery I'd ever had that I, that I remember. I don't think I've ever had another surgery. Well, they had to put me under, right? You know how people, they'd be acting all crazy, you know, when they go under. Well, I, I, they put me under. They did the surgery. I'm in the room, the recovery room, I guess, and my family comes in. And I don't remember none of this, but they tell me that when I woke up that they were there. I think Mama was there. Uh, and, and this is what I'm saying. Among other things, I'm sure, this is what I'm saying. Mama. Mama, I'll tell you something, Mama. You don't never go into a nursing home. I got you gonna live with me when you get old. I'm taking care of you to the town, you know. Cause I love my mama. Let me tell you something. Jesus Christ, up until the day he took his last breath, and even beyond, because he resurrected, right? He said, "My mama's gonna be taken care of." That's the view that Jesus Christ took of mamas. And how for granted do we take them, Lord? I'm convicted. I pray with my boys, we got we to gotta do better, boys. We take for granted mama, right? And I've got a beautiful wife. She's an awesome mama, and we just we take her for granted so often. Man, how many of you take your wives for granted? They're awesome mothers. Yeah? It's crazy. We shouldn't, right? We should be ferociously loving them and taking care of them and appreciative of them and telling them every day how much we love them and making their lives easier. There should be nothing more important to us. You know, you want to you want to bring out you want to bring out my bad side. If you ever want to just test your grit and see, I think I can take the preacher, right? You can mess with three things and we'll try it. You can mess with my mama, you can mess with my wife, you can mess with my kids, any three of those. Let's see you throw hands. Let's test it, right? Cuz I'm hey, I've not always been a preacher, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't mess with those three, my wife, my kids, my mama, cuz we're going to have to throw hands, right? We should all feel that way. We should all feel that way. Um, here's what I want to do now, and I know we're, we're running a little late, and we'll let the, the Spirit lead. I want to offer an opportunity right now for anybody that would like to give a testimony about how uh, wonderful your mother has been or give a word about how she's blessed your life. Or I know some of you, you don't, uh, you don't have your mother anymore, but I want to give an opportunity now, if anybody would like, to just give a testimony and to uh, highlight and bless uh, their mother. Maybe she's here, maybe she's not. But anybody want to give a testimony? Come on up here. Okay, so years ago, um, I guess it was probably 20 years ago or so, we moved out to the state of Washington. <clears throat> and um, my mom and I and my sister have always had gardening in in our genes and so we love to garden well my mom packed a suitcase full of plants <laughs> plants and dirt to bring from wisconsin from her garden so i could have a piece of her in my backyard and it just is so precious and so that was we just kind of joke about that today because it would never get through the airport today but it was just precious <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome thank you not sure where we would be without our mothers. So my mom, Monica Savage, isn't my birth mom. Um, I was taken into their home at the age of 12. And my birth mother was 
present on and off from my childhood, but you never taught me how to be a woman, a girl. You didn't really teach me how to take care of myself, the basic human things of like how to wash your hair, wear a deodorant, brush your teeth, simple human things that I never learned. Well, my mom not only taught me how to do those things, my adopted mom, but she also taught me how to be a woman of God. And if it wasn't for my mom, Monica, you might not be my blood, but you are everything to me. <laughs> and I love you, mom. Are you kidding me? You guys look just alike. <laughs> I would have never guessed that. What a beautiful testimony. Man, and that goes to what I was telling you guys earlier about the power of motherhood, stand in motherhood. And jo you know that Jesus had no earthly father. We just went over all of that. Joseph stepped in and adopted Jesus. Hey, you want to get something that's powerful? Go follow the thread of adoption through the scripture. Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, was adopted. That's beautiful. Somebody else. All right, I can't speak to you while mom will start crying her eyes out. Anyways, um... Let's see. Well, first of all, uh, father was on and off. He's he's there, but not really. Um, she's been there whole life. Uh, she supported me through a lot of things, went through a lot. Um, and I just want to say, we don't really notice all the things they really do. Like, for like last night, she put, it was just something very small. She hung up some pictures in the bathroom, and uh, I told her about that. She says, you're the first person to notice in like a week. I'm like, huh. Maybe she pay a little bit more attention. Yeah. But uh, be grateful for your mothers. They're not always going to be there. I know that. And uh, praise God. Amen, brother. Good word. Okay, so. Come on, Fallon. You can get in line. <laughs> My mom strongest person I know. <laughs> it's I, Mama cries. Good. <laughs> so she's been there for me from my first tooth, my first haircut. Um, been there for me when I was bullied in fifth grade. And <laughs> but um, no matter how hard her day's been or how hard her day at work's been, <laughs> she's always been there for me and Cole. And we don't need my dad, because as long as I have you and Cole, that's all I need. Mm. You don't have to. It's your choice. I, I feel obligated to now. Well, get it, girl. <laughs> don't be scared. There's like a million people in here. No, oh, there's like four. Hey, listen, the more the better. When you got four, there's like all four looking at you. <laughs> Just like this. I promise it's easier with more. Um, so anybody that knows me knows that, like, this pa these past, like, year, year and a half has been, like, the hardest of my life right now, and, um, my mom's been with me through all of that. She's been with me. She's helped me stay on the path with Jesus, and, um, I mean, I was bullied all throughout school, and she believed in me. She's the one that kept me positive all the time, and she's the one that got me in the word whenever I needed it, because Lord knows I needed it. We all do. We all do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Go ahead. 
You're good. You're doing great. And um, so I'm just thankful for her because I don't think she realizes how appreciative I am of her because I don't tell her often enough. But, Mama, I love you so much, and I don't know where I would be with you. I don't know where I would be today. I probably would not be here today if it wasn't for you. So I'm just, I love you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right, Val, we got like two minutes tops. I can do this. <laughs> How blessed all of you are who've had good mothers who have loved you. I'm not one of them. I didn't have a good mother. I had a mentally ill, violent, terrible mother. But I will tell you this. I had mothers. I had lots of mothers. I had women who opened their homes when they had five and six kids that they could barely feed and took me in and treated me as one of their own and loved me and taught me how to be a good mother. So, so blessed are so many of you who've been like me and have had other mothers. God was always there watching out. And I used to at night sometimes go to bed crying, saying, God, where are you? Where are you? Not recognizing that he really was there. And so today, I offer my gratitude and my thanks to every one of you who have mothered children who you didn't give birth to, because those children are sometimes the most grateful. And I am grateful today to Mrs. Fontana and Mrs. Sefcik and Mrs. Crone wonderful mothers who taught me so much. They taught me enough that when I grew up and became an adult, I gave birth to four of my own children that I lost, but I took in six more. My door was always open to every child who ever needed a safe place, love, food, and discipline. <laughs> <laughs> And believe me, I've had my butt whooped by some of those other mothers, and I got taught respect. <laughs> so God bless all of you, the mothers who've given birth and the mothers who have taken in the children who no one else wanted. Thank you. If I didn't know any better, I think that she enjoyed that last one a little too much. <laughs> Thank you, Val. Wonderful testimony. Oh, come on, man. You can give it a try. Uh, my name's Tim. I've been coming here since November, and uh, my son and I have been blessed by you guys welcoming us. But I want you to take a minute to kind of close your eyes and imagine any 19-year-old woman that you have any knowledge of. And just think of that person right now. And then imagine that person having a three-year-old, a two-year-old, a one-year-old, and a newborn baby. Because that's what my mom did when I was born. She was 15 years old when she got married, and she had four kids in four years. So she was 19 with four children. And she was the woman of God who raised us in the church and was stronger than any woman I've ever met. And she blessed us. And I just appreciate 
her. Unfortunately, she's not with us today. She's living in Crossville, Tennessee, but mom, hopefully you'll see us online at some point, and I love you. Awesome. Thank you. Well, my mama was 18, and she only had one, but I think I was enough trouble for four. <laughs> Good testimony, brother. Anybody else before we just have a time? There we go. Um, we have both our moms here today. I wanted to say a little word about my mom who's here, and um, she's a giver. She is. Um, she's one of the most giving people I know and how she gives of herself to the point where she's exhausted. Um, but she keeps me encouraged, she keeps me healthy, and she keeps me grounded when I need wisdom in my life. She swims with me. We swim a lot together and watch as the seasons change together. But I'm the mother I am because of the woman she has been my whole life. Uh, she got pregnant with my sister when she was 16 years old. She's loved one man her entire life. And um, she raised daughters who love each other which was amazing. And then my mother-in-law, I met her when I was 16 years old. And um, she opened her home to me. She taught me about Joan Baez. <laughs> she taught me about Janis Joplin. And she taught me a lot of good music um, and how to sing in a lot of good ways. So I thank her very much for having my, my beautiful, loving husband. Amen. Well, you don't want to see a grown man cry. I can do it. <laughs> I can do it. But um, I second that. I've been blessed with a wonderful mother-in-law who is just a blessing to my family. Um, my mother's here, and um, see, this is how much we love our mama. <laughs> We love our mama. We write a song about this. Yeah, we're <laughs> but um, yeah, mom, we, we haven't always seen eye to eye. Um, and but I, I watched she go through some some really tough things in life, and you know it inspired me how strong you are. Mm -hmm. And um, thank you for being here today, and thank you for for loving my family and loving me. Amen. Love you. Praise God. Thank you, brother. Oh, mama. We're going to sing a song? right now and um So, uh, yeah. 
when I was born, um, so this is my biological mom, and she was married to my daddy, and, uh, when I was four, they got divorced, and, uh, I went to live with my mama that I live with right now, and who, yes, and forever, who my daddy married, and, uh, and who raised me, and we get to visit my biological mama um, every once in a while, and I love her too. And yeah, we get to have two mamas. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a bonus. so much and mommy both Amen. my mommy so much <laughs> awesome awesome praise the lord praise god praise god for what he can do his redemptive powers right his redemptive powers all right poppy um i'm just thankful for my mama she was there whenever i had um an allergic reaction she um supported me even whenever she was in tennessee um i just want to thank her thank her for being there for me through my struggles through everybody bullying me and be there for me and my brother wait a minute You're telling me somebody bullied you hey put his name and number in my phone right here because i gotta pray with somebody hey come here how could somebody bully you love you hey i'm serious you let me know who it is so I come from a very strong mom. Um, she's not here. She is a preacher's wife, so she has her duties. Um, but I just want to say that, like, I feel like, you know, that influence, of course, she made me who I am. And I want to say that the women in the well that don't realize the influences that they have, um, Chris, Heather, you know, there's so many of us that, I'm not necessarily that much younger than y'all, but I look at y'all and I just want y'all to know, Julie, I don't want to leave anybody out, but I'm like, I can't go through everybody, um, but I just want y'all to know that you're so respected and that, you know, not so much younger, but us younger moms that have little ones that are still learning what to do. Um, not only did I have my mom who, you know, she was a single mom who raised me and looking back I'm like man like I don't know how she did it but she did and I know that she loved me and I know that she's there for me and she fought you know tooth and nail worked her tail off to support me and do everything I never needed I never wanted for anything my mom was that person and so I just want y'all to know that I love y'all women and thanks for being such good role models in our lives Thank you, Alexis. Yeah, I have no idea what I would do without my wife. And I don't see how single parents do it. I mean, I know I've got four, and that's crazy. But even with one, like, I don't know how my mom did it. You know, keeping up, you know, with me and keeping up with life and still doing all that she did. And I praise God for you, Mom. And I praise God for my wife, who is an awesome mom to my kids, too. 
Thank you guys for being so open and sharing, and uh, it's just a demonstration of just how amazing you guys are and, and how desperate uh, we are for you and how crucial you are in our lives. And uh, we praise the Lord for all of you mamas out there, and we pray that God would bless you, uh, blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon blessing. Thank you so much for everything that you've done for us and everything that you continue to do. Um, now, at this time, do we have another song, finishing song? Where did Matt and... Yeah. Do it? No? Okay. Well, we're just going to close out. If, if we can all stand to our feet, and um, I'm just going to pray. And uh, I don't know if you might need uh, to do some, some uh, handle some business with the Lord. Uh, I pray that you would do that. Uh, I'm here. I'll be here for a moment if you want to come and talk or... Um, if you've never been born again and you've never experienced that new birth that we've talked about by uh, the power of the gospel, the word of the living God coming to dwell inside of you to bring forth that, that new birth, then please come and talk to me. Don't leave here today. Um, do business with God. I'm thankful that you came out and celebrated uh, mothers with us today here at the well and, and lifted up the Lord Jesus Christ and exalted him because without him, we would not be here at all. You know, the Lord has shown mercy, great mercy upon us. Um, uh, so we, we give honor and, and praise to him. As you exit today, after I pray and close everything out, uh, ladies, make sure to grab a rose. And we have enough roses um, for everyone. We don't want to leave anybody out because we know some of you, you may not have children. You may have never birthed children, but um, you may have lost children or um, you may have been uh, an adoptive mother or stand-in mother, and so uh, mothers who have birthed children, we absolutely honor you, and uh, we want you to have these roses and others as well uh, who were, for whatever reason, unable to birth children, maybe uh, haven't yet, uh, but we just lift you ladies up, and we love you, and uh, we honor you here today, okay? All right, let's pray, and let's give God glory. Lord Jesus, we love you so much, God, and we thank you for the powerful testimonies of uh, these ladies and these children, these men. I pray, God, that you would bless uh, everyone in the service today, God. I pray that you would bless them from on high with the Holy Spirit, that they would show honor to the ladies in their life and the mothers of their children and to their mothers. We pray that you would bless the mothers and the ladies in here, God, with peace and a wonderful resting, a restful day today where they would be honored and uh, where they would be lifted up and appreciated, but not just today, God, every day. God, grant me repentance for when I take my wife for granted and my mom for granted, Lord. Help me to honor them. Help my children to come alongside and honor her and love her and to make her life easier. Lord, there's so many things that she does that we don't even know about. And even the things that we do sometimes, we just expect them. And so we overlook it. And um, how awful is that? So, Lord, grant us repentance in those areas. I pray that you would be exalted today, Lord, as being the one who has made a way for us to be brought into your kingdom and into your family, God, having birthed us through the proclamation of the gospel, Lord, where the seed goes in, the word goes in, and does this mighty thing to be, for being a nurturing God, a loving God, but also a providing, a protecting, and disciplining God as well. You are everything to us, Lord. We give you all praise, honor, and glory. Now be with us as we scatter and help us to have a wonderful rest of the day. In the, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.
Love you guys. Hey, if you want a ticket for uh, the event Saturday, the dinner, the abortion awareness dinner, please come and see me.